Hello, my lovelies, and welcome back to the Therapist Dropout Podcast. If you're watching on video and you see my nails, unsee them, okay? I am so excited to get into this topic with y'all today. But before we do, I just want to say thank y'all for being here. If you're listening on audio, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to follow the Spotify, okay? Also, make sure to check all those links out down below, including my Etsy, which has some cool shirts. And you can book a tarot reading on there. And sign up for my Patreon to support this page if you can. Starting at only three doll hairs, okay? (laughs) So if you were following my semi-nervous breakdown on TikTok uh, yesterday, which would have been Thursday, I don't know what yesterday was, um, you saw my crisis video blow up yet again. So if you are unfamiliar with everything I just said, um, two months ago, yeah, two months, the internet, you know, has a good good trail, right? Uh, Two months ago, I made a video responding to this woman a stitch on tiktok talking about crisis friends you know she was basically saying you know the people who always call you with like a problem like the crisis friend like you know they basically felt used by the crisis friend and felt like the crisis friend was um annoying to them and so i stitched the video basically being like hey (laughs) i get that crisis friends um you know I get that people can drain energy and also maybe it's not such a good idea to hop on the internet um, and say that about someone who's your said friend because sometimes people are going through a lot. So I said that and it originally found my side of TikTok, right? So my side of TikTok, meaning people were agreeing with me, yada, yada, yada. Two months later, (laughs) which was yesterday, um, it found the, I don't even want to say wrong side of TikTok per se, but it found like the different side of TikTok. Um, And people were coming for my neck. They were, you know, saying a whole bunch of stuff. Um, But it got me to thinking about how I view friendship as a neurodivergent person um, and how friendship for a lot of us is usually a very sensitive topic, okay? I get multiple messages every single day with people um, talking about how they've also struggled to like make friends because they don't get social cues or they just feel like other people view them as socially awkward. So if this is something that you also struggle with, just please understand you're really not alone here. Um, So yeah, I kind of wanted to go into, you know, how I viewed friendship growing up and how I view it now as an autistic woman. Um, I also want to talk about the different theories I have in regards to why friendship is so difficult for us Um, and just have like a good you know conversation about this topic. So like I don't know if it was just me and I know it's not just me but like I grew up in a household where no one in my family like really even had friends. Um, You know neither of my parents really kept in contact with any friends that they had. Uh, my mom kept in contact with one, but she was on, can I, she was on that crack snapple pop, okay? <laughs> um, the friend was, and so the friend was in and out of her life and really was just using her, you know? And yeah, like I would always look at them and I'm like, they don't have any friends, but then they would like really push me to like join, you know, social groups and everything like that, you know, for proper development or whatever. But it was also just like, 
I don't see any of y'all having friends. So why, why would I feel encouraged to? Especially if said friendship making is real difficult for me. And the same went for everybody else in my family. So I kind of saw friendship as this thing of like, you know, don't have friends. And you know, they at the same time, at the same time that they were telling me, you know, make friends, they were also saying, don't trust anyone. So I was like, well, I don't know what to do. So definitely throughout elementary school and middle school, I was like really set on, like dead set on making friends. Um, and then I got into high school and I made a few friends who ended up, you know, turning out to be really awful, but that's a whole nother story. Um, but I think that's kind of like what happens. I think, you know, you know, us autistic people, we you know, seek some type of companionship, um, just like everybody else. And we can sometimes put ourselves in really difficult situations, right? Like we can let people make fun of us and like use us in that aspect. Um, or we, <laughs> I have like this image. I used to be a pick me friend. Okay. I used to like, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like up until ninth grade because eighth grade I had this really awful friend looking back on it she definitely had something something was off I don't want to sit here and diagnose and I can't but homegirl was going through something up until then after I had that experience I was like I don't care if I have any friends and that's also when I started to go online more and I got Wattpad and Quizilla famous that's a whole nother story too um but yeah, like I would be so hyped to like go to any, you know, event that I was invited to, any birthday party I was invited to, um, anything my friends wanted to do for the most part, I was up for. Like I was like, I just wanted friends. Also bullying tied into this. And it's so interesting because we see the trope, right? We see the trope of the the nerdy kid in school who gets bullied <laughs> and then if you go back and you watch any of those old tv shows movies or whatever most of the nerdy kids if not all of them had like very clear like neurodivergent traits and that's you know most likely why they were getting bullied because our society likes to attack and ostracize neurodivergent folks so i think also in a way we get ourselves into these crazy situations because it's like we want friendship like a pack to kind of you know protect us from all of the i don't feel like cursing and censoring it out but all of the f poop okay all of the things that be you know happening to us and it kind of reminds me i saw someone on tiktok i honestly forget um but I saw someone on TikTok talking about how um, Caddy, or was it Katie? Listen, I know that's the ongoing joke, but I honestly forget how the main character in Mean Girls was like, you know, probably autistic as well. Um, and you kind of saw her, you know, evolution of trying to like fit in. And you know how the movie goes. You know, if you saw the movie, you know how the movie goes. Um, but yeah, very much so. It's kind of like this whole, like, I need some type of protection because these people are out here socially <laughs> beating me up. And like, I'm not going to lie to you. When you have to view friendships in that manner for your own protection, and let me use I statements. 
me <laughs> i just said ah and i said me okay having to kind of seek out friendship at a certain point for basic survival definitely put me in this mindset of friends are a tool okay and that leads me to you know the conversation about you know crisis friends and everything like that and when i say looking at friends as a tool it's like i heavily got into this mindset and i'm going to be honest i'm still in that mindset to this day a little bit of oh my gosh all my friends are going to leave me anyway so let me um you know how do i even put this get the essence let me get the essence of the friendship at least okay because i know that this person is going to leave me um and that's detrimental and that also like think about like if you're feeling that way too like just think about like what that what that really says you know like oh like people are only here for like a certain amount of time or whatever um so you start to look at or i think i started to look at friends as disposable um especially <laughs> i have it written down as my never wanting to be alone phase because that definitely happened after i graduated and i was like on my own like i had this phase where like i was out constantly like i never wanted to be alone whatsoever um and yeah i remember even saying to someone i'm like i can't like go to events alone i can't go places alone i hate doing things alone um and that was an interesting phase that was also a phase where i was drinking a lot of alcohol and i know that's something a lot i talk about on tiktok about like how alcohol feels like <laughs> a hack for neurodivergence because that's what it's es essentially is i think that it's definitely a way for us to be ourselves around neurotypicals without them thinking that there's anything wrong with it because they just think that we're drunk and we are you know if you're drinking i know some people who fake drink <laughs> but yeah like definitely like i remember the first time do i remember the first time i drank oh my gosh i was tricked into it <laughs> Should I, should I say this part? I hate this part right here. Okay, I was tricked into it. Um, my old best friend at the time who ended up being a raging racist, a gay white man who sent a mammy doll to my house. He's now an art teacher. Okay, anyway. Um, he tricked me and I thought I was taking a shot of water because I was like, I was like 16 and my dad had just died from alcoholism and I was like, oh, you know, I don't drink. And he swapped out my like fake shot in his fucking crusty, his parents' crusty basement for a fucking gray goose. My first shot was gray goose, y'all. And, <laughs> and he swapped it out and I remember like, oh my gosh, I'm having the the memory come back <laughs> i remember drinking it i'm like well not turning back now and then we had like two or three more shots and then we like someone someone who was sober drove or no no we didn't and we walked to like i think it was the mall or something drunk as shit. 16 years old anyway <laughs> oh 
he also became like my stalker that's a whole why do i put myself how do i get myself in these situations so yeah i mean i really didn't have the best perceptions of friendship um but yeah alcohol definitely it was a way for me to like loosen up liven up and just be my weird self and no one be like why are you acting like this um but yeah and i feel like i feel like as we become adults like so many of us are you know what so many of us are struggling with friendships especially as adults right now um because of how america is you know set up right um it's very much you know we're in an individualist late stage capitalist society okay and so that means that people aren't going to be connecting as much and you know i heard this saying um you know last week and i keep using it like it's going out of style like it's going out of style anyway um and the saying is you know canaries in the coal mine or whatever and so autistic people or people with disabilities in general but if we're talking about mental health you know people with disabilities and neurodivergence is considered a disability um you know we're the canaries in the coal mine we see what's wrong first and so <laughs> we've been screaming for a hot minute we we about to be dead canaries in the coal mine let me not be that negative um but we see we see what's wrong first okay so we we're the first to feel, you know, the effects of late stage capitalism, inflation, uh, everything like that, the crash of the economy. We were the first to um, feel the effects of just like how our society is shifting, right? Um, and it's really, it's kind of like, y'all know I do spiritual things and I still want to do spiritual stuff on my YouTube channel, um, but I'm just like trying, you know, trying out different stuff. Um but I feel like it can appear as though um, autistics are naturally psychic because we feel the negative effects of society and like how society is going wrong first. We feel that first and then we try to tell people and then no one listens and then it happens and then people come back and they're like, oh my gosh, you know what I'm saying? Spirituality and neurodivergence, that's a whole, that needs its own show, honestly. But anyway, um, yeah, like people are isolated more than ever. Um, and I think we can try to like sit here <laughs> and convince ourselves that, um, you know, we're in our healing era. We don't want to be around all these people, but honestly, we can't really be around people as much unless we want to like, you know, timing. I feel like people are so overworked. The timing's not matching up. Um, on top of that, people are tired when they get off work and like, everything costs something i mean unless you want to sit at your friend's place and like you know you know make food at home and stuff but who wants to do that all the time like but yeah it's very difficult to watch to say the least um and this is why i think neurodivergent people tend to like stick with each other um you know some of my closest friends have been neurodivergent and i feel like those have also been the more difficult friendships like i don't know how to explain it to y'all like how neurodivergent people connect and i like i think we're just such deep people and complex people because we have to be because of how we're treated and because of how our brain and how we work um so i feel like we're naturally just so deep that when we come together in friendships together it's this bond that can sometimes be 
too hard to handle. And I think it can be really easy to go back and forth and think like, oh, like, is the, are these romantic feelings? Like, what type of, um, you know, connection is this? What type of, I'm thinking of like agape love, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna read the definition. Okay, it's in the New Testament. I didn't even know it was tied to Christianity. Um, highest form of love and is contrasted with eros or erotic love um and philia which is brotherly love um so yeah i don't know i feel like we get into like this deep agape love and it gets really complicated and then the two strong energies just come together and are complicated and yada 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 but i always find myself finding my way back to my neurodivergent friends no matter what <laughs> um and you know that can be good or bad it's just it depends on your situation don't stay in toxic situations and situations that don't allow you to grow as a person okay <laughs> we even understand like how to bond with each other like body mirroring girl body mirroring is my favorite activity ever like i love being in a space with like a friend and we just like you know do our own thing in the same space or like we do the same thing in the same space you know what i'm saying it's just like it feels good like i feel like we're like a very telepathic beings also i'm going off on so many different tangents but i feel like we could almost be like telepathic at times like us autistic people um because we can just like we just like the vibes in the room we don't even need to do that much talking let me let me just speak for myself <laughs> I feel like I can just vibe in someone's energy and not have to talk and be fine. I actually love that. That makes me so warm and fuzzy. Um, but y'all, I know a lot of you have, you know, resentment from past friendships and things are difficult. But don't, don't cut yourself off to all the friendships because I promise you there are people out there for you you know I've been making it a point to reach out to people who I feel like I'm vibing with and you know talk to them um and it's going well until I leave them on red because I procrastinate on my work <laughs> um but you know take take the leap if you see someone's a little different just like you you know be like hey I like your shirt don't <laughs> maybe don't be creepy like that but um you know say something i'm giving up on you i've been in such a sing-song mood lately okay focus the tour focus um anyway i still stand 10 toes down 11 toes add an extra little pinky toe on that right one <laughs> i still stand 11 toes down on the fact that crisis friend is a dangerous term we are in such a horrible time in the world and we can't be throwing terms like crisis friend around and this is why all some of y'all have <laughs> not the people listening okay these are, i mean these are for the haters listening all some of y'all have okay is you know you and that crusty man or that crusty woman <laughs> because you're you refuse to be a good friend and see multiple sides of other people unless they smashing you and that's i'm gonna stand 10 toes down and i know someone's gonna misconstrue that <laughs> basically 
No, you are not responsible for someone else's life and people need to take responsibility for their actions and who they are. And also, I feel like y'all don't have enough compassion these days. 11 toes down. Add a little extra to that pinky toe, like I said. Um, anyway, my loves, um, I'm getting a little tired, a little sleepy, and I want this up by at least 6 a.m. Saturday. Uh, did we do it? Mm-mm-mm, future me. Um, so, yeah. Thank y'all so much for listening. Again, if you can, check out my Patreon. It's starting at just $3. Uh, follow me on TikTok if you're not following me there already. I just made a Threads account too. Don't ask me why. But yeah, y'all, I hope you liked this shorter episode and have a great rest of your day. Okay, bye.